0: down. The hum of 18 wheels. Lord, that's the lonely sound. I spend all day chasing that old white line. I've been on the road so long. I've lost track of time.
1: Good evening, friends. This is Jeff and Gary Rayburn, Channel 21, Lonesome Road Ministries, Conference Line host, and we've got a great program for you tonight. We, every Thursday at 5 p.m., that's Central Time, that's Tulsa Time, and we'll have a great meeting with uh, different speakers and a lot of prayer and praise reports to go along with the, with the meeting. So, we're glad you joined us, and we would ask you to log on to LonesomeRoad.org and contact us and let us know, and let us help you out there on that old Lonesome Road. big blue mag
0: Now it don't matter where I'm going I just gotta drive
1: Lots of phone calls, emails, messages on Facebook, text messages. We get all kinds of messages from folks out there all across the country. And it's not just truck drivers that we're reaching out there. I got a great message on Facebook I want to share with you. And it says, Hi, I do not know you, but I just want to say I was saved at the age of 13 years old listening to your song, Midnight in My Life. I recently went through something tough. And the Lord put that song on my heart and I'm wondering is there any way I can purchase this CD I'd be so blessed to be able to listen to this song every day God bless Rebecca I got on Rebecca's Facebook page and I seen where she was married now so this has been several several years ago that she got saved at the age of 13 and yes Rebecca this one's for you here is Midnight in my life Off of our Lonesome Road Volume 1 CD, The McKay Project, Dennis and Leslie McKay singing it for you, Midnight in My Life.
0: Falling down It was Midnight In my life And i would never Been so blue If you could Count the stars In heaven That's the tears I've cried for you Being Left down here So lonesome Is yeah, a pain can't bear. And it's midnight in my life, and there's no light anywhere. I climbed back in the cab and took one last look around. Man, it seemed like only yesterday When we laid her in the ground Just then a man appeared beside me Yeah, he took me by surprise He wore a long white robe and sandals And there was something about his eyes He said, put your faith in me friend and know i really care i can heal the blind make the lame to walk and i can take your dark despair and it was midnight in my life and i had never been so blue If you could count the stars in heaven, that's the tears I've cried for you. Being left down here so lonesome is a pain that. count the stars in heaven, that's the tears I've cried for you, being left down here so lonesome, that's a pain that I can't bear, when it was midnight in my life, Jesus showed
1: God bless you for writing to us and i hope you got the cds i mailed to you and all you have to do friends is ask and we will mail you some of our free cds that will help you wherever you're at mario zamora is our speaker tonight and uh, he's been under attack all day and his uh good friend and uh partner out there on the west coast is danny atwood and danny i'm going to ask you to pray for uh the tonight's meeting pray for mario and uh open us up in prayer brother
2: heavenly father lord we just lift up this meeting tonight lord we pray for everybody involved we pray for everyone trying to get through on the conference line lord we just ask that you would intervene and you would work your magic Lord, we know there's nothing impossible for you. Father, I pray for Mario, and I ask, Lord, that you would settle his nerves. Yes. I ask, Father, that you would fill his mouth. And, Lord, you have your way. You say, don't worry about what we're to speak. You'll give it in that hour. Or so, Lord, we're trusting you. We turn Mario and this service over to you, Father, and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Amen
2: uh chaplain mario zamora okay so let me introduce myself you know i just introduced myself as far my name is mario zamora i am a father of five so today i'm going to be talking about a testimony uh my testimony today is entitled fear not for who i am with you um i remember when i was 11 years old uh i was kind of shocked that uh i was an immigrant of the states uh my mom told me you know hey you know, just to let you know that, you know, that you're, you know, we're immigrants on the state. I was like, what? Yeah. And she starts explaining to me, you know, in 1977, um, I was seven years old when they brought me to the States. So I was like, oh, I was like, okay. And I, I asked her, I go, mom, so how do we learn English? Well, let me tell you. I said, my, uh, your father, you know, he, uh, he forced you guys to watch cartoons. I said, okay. So you know, watching cartoons like Bugs Bunny, Tom and Jerry, and all these other cartoons, you know, we we were you know catching those you know little lyrics, you know, was speaking in English here and there. And I remember um, there was a particular cartoon uh, from Warner Brothers. It was uh, Bugs Bunny, and then I remember saying, "What's up, Doc? What's up, Doc?" And I'm like, "Oh, okay." So you know, not knowing English, you know, I used to go outside, and you know, and then there were kids outside, I and mean, you know, it it was it was kind of strange because. They they weren't they wouldn't even talk to us. They wouldn't even, you know, play with us. So I used to go out there you know, speaking in Spanish, hey, you know, you wanna play, you wanna play? And these kids were like, Uh, we don't understand you. So okay, so I remember this one word, what's up, doc? So I used to tell the kids, What's up duck? What's up doc? They're like, You're weird, you know, you, you people are weird and like people. I mean, I was like, Oh, okay, so you know it was it was a really really rough um, year you know 1977 for us but um talking about you know being immigrant uh, my my dad and my, my mom you know they, they you know they were they were really good people you know my dad was really really smart you know he was born in Tijuana he he was a a, a military man he joined the military and then graduated from military went to college was a smart young man I mean smart 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 my mom she was more, uh, an outgoing person. Um, I was really, you know, shocked that, uh, during that time that my dad was an alcoholic, cause I didn't, I didn't see that. I, I didn't see that. I was 11 years old. I thought my dad was the greatest man in the world. You know, he's always protecting us, you know, providing for the family. But, um, yeah, I mean, I was really, really shocked. So I remember one time that, uh, my dad said, Hey, uh, you know, we, we need to go and, uh, Go pick up your mom. I was like, oh, okay. I said, well, I need to talk to your mom. That's what he said. I go, well, what's going on? So he said, well, you know what? Just hop on the motorcycle. I said, hop on the motorcycle? What do we need to go on the motorcycle for? He said, just hop on the motorcycle. So I was like, all right. So we hopped on the motorcycle. And on the way there, you know, I was hold on to my dad. And on the way there, um, I remember uh, my dad yelling. He turned around and smashed. This car straight on hit us. I don't remember what had happened. All I remember is that, um, when that when that car smashed us, I was under. I was like, what the heck's going on? I felt like I was in a different world. Um, there was a blue, blue tunnel. You know, you don't want to you know, like a really, really dark blue tunnel, and there was light coming towards me. And it felt weird because it felt like, you know, two hands picking me up and I was being elevated higher and higher and higher. And all of a sudden, it's like the hand just turned around and, and, and just dropped me and I woke up, not knowing that we were involved in an accident. I remember the um, paramedics telling me, hey, uh man, are you okay? Are you okay? I'm like, I mean, I was crying, you know, calling out for my dad. Where's my dad? Where's my dad? Um All I overheard is that, you know, witnesses and, you know, saying, hey, it was, i seen this kid go up like three you to know, five feet up in the air and came down and hit his head, and, I, was, I mean, I was just in shock, you know. Um, I remember going to the hospital, and my mom was out there crying, and she was just telling us, you know, telling me, Niko, are you okay? Everything's all right? You know, I go, I, 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 don't, I don't know, Mom, you know. But, see, I was scared at that time. I was scared because I didn't want to tell him what had happened, that I, I seen a light, and some hands carried me up to this light, and all of a sudden, is, the hands turned me around. It's, it felt like like something out of this out of this world. I, I don't know how I felt. It's, it's something I cannot explain. But see, that was the first time that God was talking to me. That was the first time when He showed me that He was with me of all time. But see, I didn't understand this because I was never explained about God. The only way I knew about God because I remember, like I said, when I was seven years old, my dad was you know told us to watch cartoons, and there was one particular that I used to watch a lot it was this cartoon it was called Baby and Goliath see that that cartoon was not a cartoon it was more like a puppet, puppet cartoon
1: you know and then I remember
2: this kid Baby he's always getting some trouble and his little dog always talking you know talking to him this is not right this is wrong and this kid always talk about at the end of the show God God this and God this and God this and God this so I'm like oh okay and um, I was like oh wow so that's who God is because I remember my mom used to tell us, you know, she was really, you know, Catholic and she was tell us, you know, you know, how God was, who he was, what he did in this world and all that, you know. So I was like, oh, okay, you know, I really didn't think about that. By the time I was 13 years old, that's when everything just caved in, you know. Uh, I didn't notice that my dad was, a, you know, an abuser. He uh, he was really, really mean to my mom. He, You know, when he, when he hit that bottle, he... He would just cuss us out. He would tell me a lot of bad things. You know, he would um, strike my mom, you know, beat her up really bad. You know, and I, I was scared. I, I didn't know what to do, you know. And I remember my mom used to go, go to the room, go hide over there, you know, because your dad is drunk. I'm like, okay. And I remember that, the hitting, the slapping, and, and I used to grab my hands and, you know, grab them together, and I used to pray and say, Lord, please help me. Please help us. You know, I I don't understand why, why this man, you know, a great man that I love, that he was, you know, he's a, you know, he beats my mom and, you know, I, I didn't understand. But see, growing up, I understand now. That was the devil. That was an enemy attacking, attacking my family because the devil knew that something special was happening in that family. I don't know what it was, but I knew something special was happening because I remember walking to the, you know, to the kitchen and to the living room. But dad would hit that bottle, and, and I never in my life had ever seen the devil. For the first time I ever seen the devil was my dad was drunk, and and he would do this awkward dance, it was really really funky dance. You know, listen to the Rolling Stones, he would do do this funky dance. You know, like those walkers, they would put their hands up in the air and do those little horn signs. Yeah, man. And then I remember he would spit in my face, he would slap me, he would tell me a lot of bad things. He said, that I was stupid, that was dumb, that was never amount to nothing. That really 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 hit my heart, you know, I, I didn't understand what was going on, but my mom, you know, said God, you know, that she, she understand about God, you know, she, she was talked about God, you know, she was a Catholic woman, but, you know, I understood, I was beginning to understand who God was. I remember, uh, when, uh, my friends, they came over to the house and they asked me, you know, they were, you know, we were kids and they asked me, hey, would you like to go to church with us? I'm like, huh? Would you like to go to church with us? By the time I was 13 years old, when he asked me, I said, yeah. I said, how, how are we going to get there? He goes, don't worry. He goes, a bus pick us up. It was in bus 19. Just it was in bus 19. Why would have been awesome, it would have been bus 19. A bus pick us up, and they'll take us to church. I said, okay, let, let me ask my my parents. I asked my mom. She said, yeah, that's fine. You know, a But when I asked my dad, he was like, he was a very private man. He 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 didn't want us to do anything. He was just afraid that you know that that we would slip up or know and melt, that that my dad was an alcoholic or I don't know for what reasons. But that I remember my dad saying, "No, I don't want you guys to go." But well, my mom, you know, she was tough. He goes, "You know what? They're gonna go. I want them to know. I want them to know the word of God." I was like, "Oh." My dad was just you know he got drunk and you know I remember that day that afternoon he got drunk and uh, my mom <laughs> she told him Go, 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 go. So we went, you know, we went, we went. We got on that bus. I remember that bus, right? We got on that bus and it took us to a church. I remember that church thing, it was called uh, First Church of Nazareth. I was like, wow, this is nice. This is really, really nice. Um, you know, they introduced, you know, the, you know, my friends introduced it with their friends, you know, and the counselors and, you know, they were talking about God, how, who God was. You know how wonderful he is. You know he's a merciful God. He always protects you. But see, that time I was scared because I, I I didn't I was scared to go back home. You know I, I, didn't, I didn't understand what God is because they were talk about God, God this and God that. Um, I remember uh, also too that uh, they had a, a, a trip up in the mountains. But it uh, sounded wonderful. You know they were mentioning you know during that time the church was like oh you know the kids are going to go to a retreat. They're going to go to camp. And this and this and that, blah, 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 blah. And, uh, you know, it felt good. I, I wanted to go. Me and my brother wanted to go. And uh, I asked my mom, I said, Mom, I go, hey, uh, you, you think you let us go to, to to camp in church? My mom, you know, she's, you know, she was, she was hurt. She goes, you know what? We don't have the money for that. You know, how much does it cost? I said, well, I said it cost pretty much about a hundred some dollars. 120, 100, something like that, around that figure. You think, you know, you think if you ask Dad, you know, you think he'll, he'll help us out with that? No way. My mom's like, no way. Don't even ask him because, you know, he he's not going to give it to us. He's not going to give it to you. am like, oh, okay, not a problem. But see, I didn't know that night my mom got us a sign and we start praying, and, you know, asking God, you know, to to help us out financially and to you know, have the heart that my dad would let us go and you know, protect us. are um, time, I mean, I'm so emotional right now. I mean, I'm you know, it, it it really it was it's hard for me to talk about this because it's been years that this happened. But God, you know, helped me a lot with this to to in order for me to speak. You know, for, you know about what's going on in my life. How I, you know, truly, may God. Um. The next day, uh, well, actually, my dad, you know, my mom said, no, we can't do it. So, you know, Sunday, the next Sunday, you know, we went back to church, you know, and then, uh, we told him, you know, we can't go, you know. But to the grace of God, you know, somebody, you know, fund us, uh, you know, they say, you guys go into to camp. I'm like, what? Yeah, you guys are going to camp. I'm like, oh, okay, uh, uh, are you sure? You got what I mean, you guys, it was me and my brother, you guys are going to camp. I'm like, oh, I was like, oh, you know, we're so happy, you know, we were jumping up and down, you know thank the Lord, you know, you know, God is merciful, He loves us, He wants us to go up there. And I knew, and I knew in my heart that God wanted us to go up there. But there's the devil again, you know, try to put that fear in me, you know, well, I'm going to tell your dad, and, and I'm going to use him for not, for you not to let you guys go. And that's what I felt in my heart. Went back home, we told mom, you know, it's always mom, because, you know, we felt really insecure, with mom, because my dad, you know, every time we tell him something, something, he'll be like, was, you know,
1: either he'll say no,
2: or it will say, no, you guys are dumb, you're stupid, you know, blah, 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 blah. And so that's why we always ask mom for everything. Um, we told mom, and she was all happy. He'll go, oh, that's great, son, you know, blah, 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 you're mm-hmm. going to go, this and that. But you need to ask your father. I'm like, no, I don't want to ask my dad. You need to ask your father. Mom, he's going to say no, and he's going to start with you, or he's going to start with me. Well my brothers? Well, I, you need to ask him because that's your the heart. He said okay so I went up to my dad he was sitting down watching TV I go uh, in spanish I told my dad dad um we we got we we got you know they want us they didn't want us but uh just you know I was so scared I didn't what didn't even know what to say to him we were uh funded to go up in the mountains he turns around he looks at me and goes okay fine with me I said, What? It's fine with me. I was like, Wow. Okay, see, but before my elder uh, the counselor that at church prayed, the preacher prayed on, on our on our family and and I was like, Oh, I said prayers do work. I was like, Wow. So anyways, that happened. It was Friday no, Friday morning. No, Saturday morning when we uh, we were heading up the mountains you know, all the way up there, you know, I was, I was still scared, you know, I know, I don't know what, what's the expectations, but, you know, these kids, you know, all these kids having, you know, backpacks, they having, you know, camp gear, it was just me and my brother, we, we only had, what, my <laughs> mom just gave us, you know, uh, sheets, um all kinds of little, you know, little things, but it was not more like, you know, we were embarrassed because we we didn't, we didn't have the money, but. You know the kids were okay. You know they were. You know they didn't. They didn't make fun of us. But you know there were some other kids. There were. You got the mean kids. You got the good kids. You know. They're like you know. You know kids are kids sometimes. You know. So we get up to the, the mountains up there, and Big Bear up in Arrowhead. You know we got up there. It was beautiful. I mean it was beautiful. I mean we got the mountains. You know you got the surrounding of beautiful green trees. You know pines. You know cabins. You know like hey. You know we're so happy. When We get there. Um... So they separated me and my brother because, you know, he was younger and I was, you know, 13 years, but by the time he was 11 years old. So they separated us from, you know, from each camp group. And um, we were having fun and all that, but but my heart was, I was still sad. I was still scared because I didn't know what was going to happen, you know, Um, going up there with nothing, you know, just no money, you know, and and usually, you know, when you take, you know, there's stuff up there you can buy, you know, but no money. And I wanted to bring something back to my mom, you know, because, you know, uh, you know, I, that's, that's just me. But, um, I remember, uh, we we're, uh, there was a cabin in the middle and it was, it was called a candy store. So I remember going there and see, I didn't have any money. I just wanted to go, you know, hopefully somebody will buy me something, you know, but no, nah, nobody was there. You know, I looked around like, wow, I said, man, I said, I feel I feel bad, you know, I, I don't have the money, you know, I want to buy candy, you know, I want to buy candy for me and my brother, you know. But, you know, that, that day, I just, for some reason, I, I remember watching that cartoon, David and Goliath, and I just grabbed my hands together and I just started praying. And um, there was a, a little animal in front of me, you know, by the screen door. And uh, it was a little squirrel. The little squirrel looked at me we deadlocked each other's eyes I was just looking at it he was looking at me I don't know if it was a female or, or a male I don't know I was just looking at it and I just stood up and I walked up into the screen door and I opened the screen door and the, the little sucker didn't even run you know normally the squirrel would just push, take off no he was just looking at me eating his peanuts or whatever he was eating and uh he started walking and I started falling it I don't know for some reason did I just felt like just falling him so I start following him all the way, you know, all the way down to the campground into a little forest. I remember he stopped and I stopped. I was from here. I mean, I was come pretty far away from him and he looked at me and all of a sudden he kicks off. So I'm like, Oh, okay. I'm going to go chase it. But that spot that he was, I walked up to it. I don't know where this came from, but there was a $10 bill on the ground, a $10 bill. I was like, Oh, my goodness. What is going on here? So I picked up the money. First thing I did, I went to the candy store, and I started, you know, buying candies back and forth, back and forth. I called my brother. You know, he's walking around the down. and said, bro, I said, come over here. I said, I want to buy you something. He goes, huh? I want to buy some candies for you. for you. He goes, okay. You know, come to me, he, goes, he, he He, comes up to me. He goes, where'd you get the money? I said, from God. From God? Where is he? I go, he's on the horse. He goes, nah. He goes, you're, 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 no, no, no. And I remember my brother yelling out, hey, hey, guys. Hey, guys. Uh, my brother has money. He's buying candy for me. God gave him candy. I mean, give him money. So I'm like, oh, well, I'm, I'm like, okay. So the kids came up running. You know, I start buying candy left and right. And I remember his counselor comes up, and she, she grabs me by the hand. And she goes, son. She looks at me. And he goes, she goes, um. Where'd you, where'd you get that money from? I said, from God? What do you mean, from God? Yes, from God. It was on the forest, and it was a little flooring, and, and I went out there, and, and that was God, because he knew in my heart that, you know, we, we didn't have any money, in and then I want some candy. She goes, no. Nah. She, she, first thing she said, she said, no. Nah. I said, are you sure it was God? I mean, did, did you steal it? I mean, there were really nice people. I said, no, I said, it was God no, anybody sure, you know, you didn't steal it from anybody, I go, I don't do that, I don't steal, you know, so that day, I remember that night also, I mean, when I came, when we came back, you know, I was telling everybody, you know, God, you know, God gave me this, and he, to share, you know, the wealth around, you know, the candy and everything, and kids were like, wow, you know, just looking at us like, okay, all right, that night, I remember, uh, it was like a like a stadium on, on, on like in the middle of the cabin, like a big old stadium. Um, it started from the bottom to the top. It was like a stadium, you know, like a circle around. And it was night. It was really really cool. It, it was just something that you know it smelled fresh, smelled beautiful. And I remember they start singing, they start singing, and uh, but keep in mind they started from the bottom to the top. People would start crying, and I was in the top. Kids were crying, counselors were crying, and it was just a trickle of thing, It was just coming up higher and higher and higher and higher. The Lord right there just touched me. Bam! Touched me. The Holy Spirit just touched me, and I started crying. I raised my hands, and I just stopped praying and, and praying. I said, thank you, Jesus. I know who you are, Lord. You know, I praise you. I love you. I mean, it felt so relief after, you know, my dad, you know, the way he was, you know, Nothing in my mind, I didn't worry about nothing, nothing in the world, but just just thanking God for everything that he has done, you know, bringing me and my brother to know who God is, who God was. Uh, That morning, uh, it was Sunday that morning, uh, I I didn't want to go home. I I was scared of my dad still because I I knew once I knew God, I knew I was going to be under attack, me and my brother because I remember one of the counselors told me, you know, once you receive the Lord, you know, there's going to be come on upon you. and they, You know, like, oh, you know, I was like, oh, okay. And I, I was scared. I was really, really scared. Going back down the hill, you know, I started crying. My brother started crying. <laughs> and the kids were like, are you okay? Are you okay? I go, you guys don't understand. I said, so once we hit, you know, go down there, I mean, bad things are going to happen. What? Bad things are going to happen. So, uh, we got to the church, the bus got to the church, and uh, I remember my friend's mom picking us up, and uh, I was quiet, me and my brother were real quiet, and then my friend, he was all happy, and he was like, hey, you know, we had a great time, blah, 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 but me and my brother were just looking at each other like, with our heads down, you know, we're scared, and, you know, I remember my friend's mom asking, us, you guys okay? I'm like, yeah, yeah, we're, we're fine, you know, I don't want to say anything because, you know, I don't want to cause any problems with families, you know, them coming down, you know, and talking to my dad and my dad, you know, getting worse, you know, things will happen worse More things will happen, you know. And I remember going home, you know, her mom dropped was at home, came in with our stuff and all that. And uh, my, dad, my dad was drunk. And again, there he goes again. Started dancing like the devil. I mean, I knew I knew that was the devil. We, me and him locked with each other eye to eye. And uh, for some reason... The Holy, Spirit, the Holy Spirit just came on me. And I looked right at him. He looked right at me. And he would just started dancing again. Drunk and throwing his horns up in the air and spitting everywhere, spitting my face. And I just grabbed my face and I just go like this. It's okay, Dad. It's okay. Go ahead. Hit me, but don't hit my mom. Hit me. It's okay. I understand. It's not you. It's not you. For a lot of reason, he, he just stopped and just looked at me and he just collapsed right on the ground I'm like wow i said thank you jesus but see in that moment i knew that i know what i need to be doing because god has called me for it. and how do i know this because in jeremiah first jeremiah 5 it says before i formed you in the womb i knew you and before you were born i concentrate concentrate you I appointed you a prophet to the nation. I knew that. So, during that time, you know, my dad, the following days, my dad was acting kind of weird. I mean, he, he stood away from me. You know, he, he didn't want to talk to me. He didn't want to talk to my brother. He didn't want, I mean, he stopped drinking for a while. I was like kind of in shock, but, but I always prayed every night for him. I prayed for my family. I prayed for my brothers. I prayed for my sisters. You know, I was I was really, you know, I'm fire for the Lord, you know. I, I was like, yes, because I remember this counselor told me, you know, young man, you're going to be a special one.
1: You're going to be a
2: special kid, you know. And I remember that counselor told me it those, those words, and I, I I really took that in. And this is why I read that Jeremiah, first Jeremiah 5, you know, God knew who I was. He knew what I was going to be doing before I was born. He knew who I was. So I was... I was really, really in a fight with the Lord. Um, growing up, you know, I was to my teens, You know, my years later, you know, between year 1997 and 98, um, I uh, met Sonia, my wife, my beautiful wife, that she's always been there for me all the time. Um, my cousin, he he uh, he, invited us to go to church one time and. Uh, I was like, okay, you know, we'll go, we'll, we'll, we'll go to church. You know, me and my wife would saying, okay, we'll go to church. Went to church, wonderful church, Pentecostal church. Great man, great preacher. I mean, this man was on fire, you know, I, I my cousin introduced me to him. You know, we've got it talking and, you know, he prophesied over me. And again, there goes that the prophecy. And he told me, he said, you're going to be, you know, you're going to be prophesying over the nation. You know, this is what the preacher said, you know, my, uh, I was like, oh, happy about it, you know. Oh this is awesome, you know now so I started walking with the Lord you know with the Lord you know um, So uh, during that time, you know I was really really into you know to God, you know I started uh, evangelizing people you know um, I was going to Long Beach with my cousin, you know going over there you know doing prophetic work you know in Spanish and English you know, talking to people, you know, and, and, and telling them, you know, about God, who he was and everything. And uh, I remember coming back, you know, it was, I guess, but between 2000 and 2001, when I came back, I mean, when I came back, when I, um, from the preacher, uh, my pastor, we we had a Bible study and then uh, I had my Bible with me and then he said, uh, it was, you're reading the wrong Bible. I was like, huh? You're reading the wrong Bible. I go, what do you mean I'm reading the wrong Bible? I said, Pastor, I said, this is the Bible that I read. This is the Bible that I use when I talk to people. This is the Bible that God gave to me. He goes, no, that's the wrong Bible. I go, what do you mean wrong Bible? It's, it's, an, it's an English Bible. He goes, no, you need to read the New King's version. So I'm like, I just looked at him, and I just stared at him. I mean, that really broke my heart. That, that really, really, I just looked at him. I mean, this is a man that I looked up to that he's, you know, we talked about God, we prophesied, we, we did a lot of things, you know, that that that, that wasn't for God, you know? And I just looked at him, that really, really broke my heart. And he, and he tells me too, you should not be using that Bible to go talk to people. And I, and I still like, what do you mean that? But this is, this is the Bible that God gave to me, because this is the Bible that I understand. No, son, it's the wrong Bible. That really, I, that's when I just like you know what, forget about this church. I walked away, went home, and I never looked back on that church again. That that fire that I had in me when I was a kid, you know, that I was on fire with the Lord, and, and my cousin introduced me to this church, and God was with me all the time, I just lost the fire. For years, I lost the fire. I lost it big time. Um, wasn't I, I just walked away from God, you know. I just walked away, but, but he was always there for me. I know he was, but I was scared to go back because I I I, I didn't. I was hurt by a man, and I was hurt by the church. Um, yeah, I was really really hurt by that. But I remember uh, when my cousin used to come by and say, "You know what? Don't keep your eyes on men, but keep your eyes on God." And I was, like he, but but God said that this is not the right Bible. No, it's not God. It's not God. And I was bigger for that. No, it's not God. It's not him. Mm-hmm. Okay. But but that happened for many years, you know. Um, by me doing that, you know, I wasn't too too happy with my life. You know, I was beginning to get angry, yeah. you know, my way of the highway, you know, my poor wife, you know, she's always stuck by me. She she's always uh been supportive of no, don't do this, don't do this, don't do that. You know, we had a great home a beautiful home, you know, we lost that home by me being selfishness, you know, but not asking for help, you know. And uh, that's when it started really bad, you know. 30 times we moved because of my selfishness and my angerness and and, and being stubbornness. 30 times in my life when my wife and my kids moved 30, 30 times. That's a lot of times. I mean, I, 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 I didn't see that, but I, you know, I always try to fix everything, but without God, but without Him asking for help for praying, and I never pray. I would say, you know what? Mm-mm, I'm not gonna pray. Mm-mm. He took, you know, he took, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm hurting. I'm pissed off. I'm angry. But see, I blame that on me. You know, into realization when uh, it was this year that uh, in March that my daughter, um, she was gonna go to a, tr- a trip. She, you know, she, she, she was looking for a church first of all. She found a church. And you know I was, you know, hey dad, you want to go to church with me? Hey Mom, you want to go to church with me? Like nah, I, I don't want to go. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't like your church. You know, I was just, but see, I was condemning that church. I was already being judgmental. You know, I didn't want to go to church because I was hurt. I was hurt for so many years. Hey dad, you know I'm gonna to go to a mission trip. Oh man, when he, when she told me that mission trip, and I said, Where, what mission trip? Where are you going? Where are you going that mission trip? She says, well, I'm going to Poland. Oh, my heart just dropped. I said, first thing I this like, ugliness. And I said, I just said, uh, no, you're not going. Mm-mm. You're not going at all. You're not going. That was just the flesh talking. I go, why well, do you need to go? Because I'm going to be saving souls. Like, no, nope, you're not going. There's a war going out there. You're not going to go at all. I mean, me and her went back and forth. Telling her, you're not going to go every other week, every day. We spot we spot we fought, we fought, we fought. Came to the point that um, I just had enough. And I just exploded on her really, really bad. I told her, you're not going to go. I am tired. You don't love us. You hate us. You always go to church. You always talk about this poetry. You want to save people's lives. But see, that time I was jealous of her because she was going to go through that trip. I was angry. Why not me, Lord? Why not me send me? Why not me? No. She stood her ground. She looked at me and goes, I always pray for you guys, and Jesus loves you, and I'm going to say so, if you like it or not. I am going to Poland. Whoa, I got so irritated, so mad, so angry that my face was so red, my eyes turned black. I mean, I just, oh, I was so angry that now that she tells my daughter, says, you know what, Dad? I saw the devil in you. I saw that devil. He, didn't, he doesn't want me to go to that trip, and, and I'm going that in the name of Jesus. And, you know, I'm still going to that. I was so upset, so angry. Also, too, uh, I had a downfall with my son, too, that same day, because I asked him to move, because I, I, um, my, uh, my mother-in-law was going to come down and live with us, because it was hard for her, because, you know, she's really old, and we need to take care of her. But in that time, you know, his girlfriend was living with him. At that time, and we asked him to move. And, uh, you know, he came home and, and we told him. And I remember his face. It was, oh, I don't know what's going to happen. That was, going to come home. And her name was Regina. And I don't know, you know, and, and I just blew it again. I said, no. I said, she should be grateful. She, you know, I put her under my roof. I mean, I just exploded. I mean, I was so upset. I, I mean, I punched the screen door and all that. And, and, and I remember, I have to leave the home. I have to leave. The, I have to leave the house. And that's my wife. I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta go. So many things are happening right now. And I remember walking by my son, and he says, "Dad, I love you." When he said that, I tore my heart. I felt. I think him, And I told him, I love you too. That's the moment that I said, you know what. I'm tired if I'm losing my family. I cannot be like this no more. I'm tired. I was in the car and my wife ticked. I told my wife, hey, um take me somewhere. I don't want to be here no more. I'm losing my family. But see, that was the devil talking. I finally realized that. I remember she said, we need to go talk to Pastor. I said, no, I don't want nobody to know my situation. I don't want them to know nothing. I'm upset. I'm angry. I was just crying and crying and crying and crying. That night, I saw my son, you know, in the leaving, in the, in the and, and it hurt me. I was just crying and crying and crying. And then my daughter was out there crying. I was crying. But I didn't want to go up to my daughter and say, you know what? You're going because I know the devil was there. And I knew that he, he was laughing at me, making, you know, just talking to me. The following day, I, you know, I had to go to work. I couldn't go to work, you know, but I had to. Came back and I talked to my wife, you know, after finish, you know, after work I came, I said, I need to talk to pastor. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I went up there and I, and I uh, went to go talk to him. And I told him what happened. And I remember what he said, his words. He looked right at me and he said, and he pointed at me and he said, You know what? Brother, I hate to tell you, but you're the cause of it. I said, No, it's God, no, you're the cause of it. So see, God was knocking on my door. And I believe, I truly believe, he said, You know what? God just, that day, Mario, I'm taking over, over your life again. I'm going to make sure that this time you're going to walk straight with me again. And I remember Pastor, he gave me two. I believe, three or four, a bunch of CDs. I don't know what kind of CDs it were, but it was a lonesome world CDs. And I'm, I was like, okay, you know, all right. So he, here, listen to them. I said, oh, okay. Um, went home, went to sleep. It was about 2 o'clock in the morning. I woke up. I grabbed the CDs, and I, um, I popped one in there. And it was, uh, I believe it was Toby, Toby Mac when he was uh, preaching that time in we talked about you know what has I been and what we have been through. I was just crying and crying and crying in the car. I started you know I start the car, grab another CD. I put it in. It was a, it was uh, Joe Harvey. One of his songs called "Beginning of Rainbow," I believe it was. I just started crying. But see, what's funny about this is that I don't like country music. I, I really don't like country music. I remember telling Pastor, um, he was, you know, playing music and uh, he was going to put a, uh, a music country. And I told Pastor, I said, you know, you know respect Pastor, but I, I really don't like country music, you know. But he said, he's so wonderful. He looked at me and he said, he didn't even say that. He just smiled at me. He just gave me a little chuckle. Okay. But so when I popped that CD that night, I mean that morning, going, going to work and listening to Joe Harvey, and I remember, i always remember him. Saying that that song, it was phenomenal. This Holy Spirit just came down, I pulled over and I just raised my hand and I just started praying, Lord help me. I'm tired of living like this. I need you. I need you, Lord. He said, Don't be scared. I said, Don't be scared. I'm here always I always stay with you. I, I I don't even know what it I don't even I don't even remember how I got to work or how I got home because when I go back to work, I also, you know, was still listening to the CDs that, uh, the pastor gave me. Went home. I looked at my daughter. And, uh, I told her everything. I told her, you know, that I love you and God told me, said, just be quiet. Let me, let me handle this. I'll take care of the whole, the, the whole Poland situation. You're now been working on your family. And that's when I, uh, Give my life back to Jesus Christ and and God. See, the thing is, is I was scared. You shouldn't be scared. In Isaiah 41.10, it says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will hold you. I'll hold you with my righteousness right hand. So that's my testimony that I wanted to speak out and talk about for many years. That God has always, always been there with you. Mm-hmm. and I know my family because my family is working. You know, we're working together, I know. And, 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 and God always gives me. Thank you.
3: Lord, Lord, I hear you call hear your knock at my door Come on in and ease my pain I've never felt hurt like this before The darkness has covered me from inside My shame no longer can I ignore Yes, it's time I realize Jesus is Lord. Lord, Lord, come be my friend. Please, Lord, forgive me. Wash away my sins. I surrender my life is yours jesus is lord 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 hear my song i pray lord keep me strong i know now i was wrong in my heart that's where you belong. The darkness has covered me from inside. My shame no longer can I ignore. Yes, it's time I realize Jesus is Lord. Lord. Lord come be my friend please Lord forgive me wash away my sins I surrender my life is yours Give me, wash away my sins I surrender, my life is yours
1: Are you away from God? Would you like to get closer to God than you've ever been? It's as simple as saying a little prayer, asking Jesus Christ to come into your heart, asking Jesus Christ to fire you back up like you was when you first got saved. Whatever the situation is with you right now, we wanna pray with you. All you gotta do is pray a simple little prayer. It can be as simple as Lord Jesus, Forgive me for my sins. Lord, I want to do more. I want to be everything that you've called me to be. Take out my stony heart and give me a brand new heart. I will live for you from this day forward. In Jesus' name.
0: Life lost without hope. Eighteen wheels of lonesome at the end of the road. In my hand was a track. The preacher had read, his words still echoing. In the back of my head, I felt so ashamed when I thought of my past. Broken hearted and lonesome So long I've been lost I left a lifetime of misery At the foot of the tree Those eighteen wheels are rolling. foot of the cross broken hearted and lonesome so long I'd been lost I left a lifetime of misery at the foot of the tree
1: Hey, drivers, this is Chaplain Gary Rayburn, Lonesome Road Ministries, Church on the Road Radio, and we want to hear from you. Give us a shout. Our phone number is 618 383 2107, or log on to lonesomeroad.org. And if you can't give us a call, then just blow your air horn as you're driving by.
0: time, but I gotta keep it rolling, those windshield wipers slapping out of tempo, keeping perfect rhythm with the song on the radio, but I gotta keep it rolling,
4: ooh, I'm driving my